0: Hello, listeners. I'm Sean, and this is my friend, Paul. What's up? Welcome to Corpus Amygdala. And the best way to tell you what this show is all about is just to explain our name. Corpus means the collection of, and Amygdala is the part of the brain where the fear response is triggered. So this is going to be the weekly show that will cover everything from conspiracy theories to true crime, or really anything that gets your, that part of your brain going. And this episode, we're going to be covering something near and dear to all you Celtics fans out there. <laughs> the Flat Earth Conspiracy. This is a this is a pretty old. I don't know if you would even call it a conspiracy at the beginning. It's just yeah, exact. I mean, this is as old as time itself. Uh, and so yeah, it's just what they
1: believed at the beginning. Exactly. So um, it's just with you know modern evidence now and more technology, people's more trying to believe it. So it just it can spiral out of control, if I could say.
0: I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it all sort of started like our first, uh, you know, the first ever evidence of someone claiming that the earth was flat was in early Egypt, where they portrayed the world as a floating disk in the ocean, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then also there is a biblical quote that is often called upon by flat earthers. Um, Isaiah eleven twelve, 12, he will raise a banner. For the the nations and gather the exiles of Israel, he will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four corners of the earth. I
1: mean, you know, especially when you're listing biblical references, I mean, there there's a lot of evidence from, and they like to go back to these old texts. I mean, we have everything from, like you said, ancient Egypt. We have the Greek philosophers and we have astronomers, and they seem to really go back on this evidence as you know concrete so it's it's pretty interesting when you think about it
0: yeah but i mean even you know with all of that being true as early as like the 14th century uh it's actually a good thing to dispel a lot of people think like up until columbus's times people thought that uh Mm -hmm. the earth was flat but really among educated europeans by like the 1300s nobody thought the earth was flat
1: exactly so i mean it's been cleared up since then but there's still like you said that small group of people that believe and that's why we're talking about it today
0: absolutely and I, it really all if we're talking modern flat earth conspiracies it all comes back to this guy samuel robotham he's a he's a nine year old dropout so he dropped oh out of God. school yeah at nine years old in the 1800s and he decided to find something called the universal Zetetic society and uh, this society holds the believer held the belief that the earth is a flat disk with the North Pole in the middle mm-hmm. and what we know as Antarctica is actually a massive ice wall that holds in all of our oceans. They also thought that the sun, the moon, and the stars existed only like a, a few hundred miles above the surface of the of the Earth. And uh, and, and they all just moved. Uh, they moved around us. So it's an uh, a Earth in the center of the universe rather than the sun. And if we're talking about the true flat Earth society transitioning from the universal Zedic society uh then that's samuel shenton who did that in 1956
1: so like what sean said they believe the earth is flat and the north pole is in the center of everything and there's a massive ice wall uh covering the other edge of earth holding the water in and holding us in and so we're gonna get right into the evidence so sean why don't you get us telling why people believe this
0: so it, it, it seems to be like when we were looking, when we were researching online, there's a few main things that uh, flat earthers or, or flat earth uh, truthers, I think they like to be called, come back to. And a big one is what they call the empirical approach, which which is basically looking around and using our senses to determine that the world is flat. So if they use the example of uh, looking at the bottom of clouds uh, and, and just by looking at the bottom of the clouds, we see that they're flat. Therefore, the earth is flat or uh, the movement of the sun uh, is another big one. Uh, we see the sun that goes around us, rather than us going around the sun, and the sun staying in one fixed position. And then finally, that the uh, that we don't feel the earth being curved, so it's not like we're constantly walking uphill. I mean, I have to say it's interesting. I mean, the empirical approach has
1: been the basis of most of our. I mean, like think about when we were Neanderthals. I mean, we used only our senses to adapt to the world around us and you know understand our environment. So I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's like not logical. It is definitely a logical claim, but I guess you really can't feel the earth's curves and you know they they you look for evidence and everything. So I'm-
0: I feel like, you know, it would be logical if we didn't have any other evidence, I guess. Like if if it wasn't like, I don't know, I always feel like if you want to use the empirical approach, you could get a weather balloon and uh, fly that up into the sky and you can see the curvature of the earth and there's no, you know, there's no government. No one will stop you from doing that. People, you know, fly weather balloons all the time. So,
1: but I will say the next point is extremely interesting. I have uh, actually looked into this one myself. So. If you have the chance, I would look up the flat earth model on Google. And it's actually interesting because it is the uh, UN logo is the flat earth model. So it's people start to say that they try to say that, you know, the government knows it. And they're kind of like teasing us by putting in the UN uh, logo. But the the one I want to read is the emergency uh, airplane landing. It was on a flight from Bali to LA. A woman went in labor halfway through the flight just around Hawaii. And they, uh, of course, had to emergency land the plane. There really was nothing they could do. So they try to find the quickest option, the shortest option, they'd land. And if you look at it, the pilot had only had a couple of options. He could either land in Hawaii, fly back to Bali, or continue on his flight to Los Angeles. Uh, all of these are very long options. Uh, the shortest one I believe was though um was the one back to Bali. But instead, was it was actually I think it was LA. I can't remember. LA, okay. But instead, he actually lands in Alaska. And if you look on the round Earth model, and you can look it up, it, it, it's almost double the distance. And oh, when you're looking at it, it's very intriguing. But if you look on the flat Earth model, it's almost right there. Um, so it is very intriguing that why would the pilot? I mean, like in an emergency situation, why would he land there? But he only knew that he had to land, you know, to save that woman to make sure she can get the medical attention she and needed.
0: To, uh, sorry, just just to be just to be clear on the uh the flat earth model uh according to the flat earth model the plane would be flying directly over alaska rather than hawaii um just because it would be in a it would be in a straight line from bali to to la it would be a, it would be a straight line right over um right over alaska so that's why they say he landed in alaska rather than landing in hawaii or la and that brings up, I mean a lot of people go to this uh flight very commonly in the flat earth
1: because Uh, There really is no explanation on why they would do that, Um, especially if they were low on fuel and, you know, with the dryer situation where they needed uh, every second counted. So it makes you think, and a lot of people in the flat earth believe that um, the uh, pilots are in on it too, since if their government subsidized or uh, they're, they're told by the government, you know, to fly these. And I mean, they would have to know since they'd be flying so high up that they wouldn't, you know, understand the earth was flat. Uh, so, and especially the flight pass would make a big difference. So it's, it's very interesting, especially for their perspective. And that's why a lot of people always go back to this for evidence.
0: I've even seen some like flat earthers claiming like, uh, the, um, air marshals, the, the, the guys who are supposed to be like yeah. airplane cops, I guess. Uh, they claim that they're actually government, like, since you, no one knows when there's an air marshal on the plane, they're to intimidate the pilots. You know, you don't know if an air marshal's on the plane. So if you say. You know, look outside, everyone. The uh the earth is flat. Um the the air marshal would, you know, take you out or I don't know, silence you one way or another.
1: But no, that makes I mean it honestly makes sense. There's that form of intimidation. I mean a, and a lot of their claims come from intimidation from the government and um <clears throat> having the government suppress us so we don't learn this information. So I mean it's very clear that you know they're picking these parts out you know in pursuing that point and it makes sense
0: yeah i agree um and i i think yeah i i don't I, the real question i guess it always comes back to i know we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves right now we're pre- we're presenting the evidence for the conspiracy but you know i guess the real question is why would the government go through such an effort you know what are they hiding from us
1: yeah um and i guess we could strain away for a little bit of a second just so we can start um I, I don't really see the point. Uh, I don't see why a flat Earth. But I, I believe a lot of, and I actually, know what? A lot of people, the flat earths believe that the government, when it's flat, um, there's more resources. Technically, so they're actually lying about the length in the the Earth because if if when then the flat Earth, they can have it longer than the what they tell the people, just so they have more resources and they can like take advantage of it. That's why they they claim that you know you can't go to Antarctica by yourself. You always have to have let the government know. You always have to be supervised sometimes. So I don't know. So that's kind of part of their theory. The government does not want the people to know. Um, and I mean, again, this is a, a basis for a lot of conspiracy theories too. If you notice, a lot of them go from the fact that the government doesn't want you to know something from 9-11, from Area 51. It's always the government concealing something. And that's the basis of most of these conspiracy theories. Adding on to that, and the flat earth is the oldest one. It has to be the oldest conspiracy theory about the government hiding something. Uh, so, and everything else just tacks onto it. Absolutely. So that's why they really feel that way.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that actually does make uh, that makes sense to me. And I see what they're saying. I guess it would be, there would be more surface area. So I guess there could be more land or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there could be an art. That makes sense. Okay. So uh, why don't you explain the next part, Sean, when we go in the bed for love? I mean, this is a crucial part of their theory. So one of the, the, the crucial, yeah, you're right. It's the, it's the cornerstone of their, of their argument. And uh, we'll get to why it's a little bit invalid later on. But again, we're going back to Robotham. And uh, in the summer of 1838, he waded out into a river and he held his uh, telescope about eight inches above the water. And while he was doing this, there was a boat with a flag on top of it that was like slowly moving away from him. And the boat traveled almost six miles or 10 kilometers for our European friends. And uh, Robotham, he claimed that he could see that flag and the boat the entire time. And he said that according to the accepted measurements of the earth, uh, it should have slowly moved down the the hill, I guess, and out of his line of sight.
1: No, I, yeah, no, no, no. I think it's interesting. and Like you said, we're going to get more into that later because uh the big evidence people think is the ships because you always see the ships cruising over the horizon. So we'll get into more of that later. But I mean, so the problem I have with this also too is he was more of a claim. I don't think did anyone else, do we know if anyone else saw it at the time besides uh, Robotham?
0: Uh, you know, we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves with the... Uh, but um, there is another, there's another guy he, um, he actually repeated the experiment, because nobody really cared. Like you said, nobody else saw it, so why would they care? Uh, there's another guy who challenges a, uh, an experienced um, surveyor to this, to, to basically to prove the Earth is uh, round by disproving this experiment, and he calls on one of the most experienced surveyors in the world um at the time to uh to to try this out and see if he gets a different result and uh we'll get to that a little bit later on but um
1: but yeah so i mean talking more about this bedford level experiment, i mean i mean when you think about it in logistically i mean if if what robotham saw was true i mean it would make sense because if you look at again um we can't show it of course but if you go on google images you can see there's actually a, a photo from this experiment um and he shows his actual calculations so at that time that's eight uh six miles the boat should have
0: at least been over the curve it should have yeah it should have been out of his line of sight absolutely
1: yeah yeah yeah. i mean even absolutely at least out on the line of sight so i know um yeah so i mean if what he was saying was true obviously i mean it's a great cause for concern uh and i understand why you know this could also like you said it was a cornerstone of this conspiracy theory um it really it really brought up exactly it really started to uh, rocket you know uh, rocket the conspiracy even to you know more compelling evidence yeah. so I again mean, it's pretty uh pretty good.
0: And I think the the last piece of evidence that they that they use is uh, biblical. And um the Bible we we mentioned a biblical quote earlier on but it seems as though um flat the flat earth society and um not radical Christianity, very conservative Christianity are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Basically people not all um yeah, It's like not all uh, rectangles are squares, but all squares are rectangles. Uh, not all uh, radical Christians are are um, flat earthers, but or not all flat earthers are radical Christians, but all radical Christians are flat earthers. Uh, it, it's just anyone who interprets the Bible literally. Uh, and, and we just have another example of a biblical quote. Um, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tw- a tent to de- to dwell in. And that's Isaiah forty twenty two.
1: A lot of them also... Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I, I know what you... And a lot of them believe that it was dome. It was more of a flat, but like it had more of a dome shape at the top. And that's when above that dome was the heavens. Like you said, a lot of them, we have a lot of radical Christians, like you, know, like you said, and they're right. They really tend them straight from the Bible. They believe the earth is flat, you know? Because I mean, they're saying directly from what they believe.
0: Yeah, If if you interpret the Bible literally in in every sense mm-hmm. of the word you could even i i don't know maybe some of them even would view like the space program as a modern tower of uh, babel um yeah i think it is
1: too um i could other talking points for
0: evidence because only you know, uh the big
1: thing i like to talk about is i mean these are true these are proven that most of the photos nasa took of earth are fake all of them are most in uh, i watched a whole video on the the perfect the the graphic designer hired by nasa and all the photos most of the photos earth any of the local planets are mostly fake they're they're photo rendered um and that's just because it's it's easier for them to do that it's hard to get these clear images um and i mean i know nasa starts to do is, is clear and uh as close to like legit as possible but people the actual distrust of the government causes these fake photos because actually the funny thing was nasa never actually told them it was fake they never even that you know on the bottom they usually say photo rendered they only did that later when, you know, everyone was calling them out on it. So that natural distrust of the government doing that stuff, it, it, it caused, it, it was a cause for concern and only really boosted uh, the the popularity of the flat earth theory for some time. Another thing also, uh, this is also pretty interesting. I mean, this is the flat, uh, the moon landing faking is a different story, but there's a lot of evidence um, about fake interviews in space. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, a yeah, lot about now, na- uh, like supposed, astronauts at the space station uh and they and almost if you look at the back of their shirts it almost seems like they're hooked on by wires their shirts are lifting up uh in a in a same place on those sides and it looks very uh equal so it looks like it's being hosted by wires but it's just a green screen behind them and there was one video where there was a bubble in one of nasa's uh videos so in the, the one of the feeds of the astronauts fixing fixing the station so i mean like again these little things also have great cause for concern for uh Flat earthers because they it only again like it only boosts their their thoughts and their beliefs
0: exactly if you can if you can get someone to uh, there's a there's a statistic I think it's if you find someone who already believes in a conspiracy theory who already distrusts the government and you show them something like NASA faked these photos and didn't tell anyone you know all of a sudden they start thinking oh well maybe it is flat like you're you know or maybe they're maybe they are lying to us for one reason or another. Um, it, it,
1: exactly it goes right back to
0: psychologists that's elective people believe what, and they hear what they want to hear so
1: they'll take little evidence from everything and then only put it to the point so it's cherry picking but it, it, it's a very strong psychological tool that tends to boost someone's belief in a certain topic I mean this is regardless of anything um, and it, it's, it tends to be very strong in these conspiracy theories uh, they tend to really most people who believe in a conspiracy theory do go very very difficult they go very far you never see someone who lightly believes in something. It's always they're very devout to their cause, which is good because then it allows them to actually research and put more time into it. Um, so then it brings more, eth- you know, ethical debates like me and you are having.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's it's always good to ask questions, but I think there's sometimes where you kind of have to really think about what you're what you're talking about and see if you're just if you're uh, taking a piece of evidence and bending it to fit your narrative, which is what I think a lot of flat earthers would end up doing.
1: Perfect. So well, I feel like we should go more into against conspiracy. Uh, give it a little bit more on why the evidence for this not being true. Um, let's start. I mean, I know we've touched on it before. But why the government, I mean, besides, like I said, the, the the more resources they could hide from the general public, there really is not a, um, mat- no reason why it would hide the flat earth. Um, I guess holding power and wealth, could be i mean some claim that it's gonna they could take over the world with the knowledge because they're like brainwashing us i mean i i I just i I, personally i don't see how um how uh that knowing that the earth is flat is going to give us some extra knowledge that you know that we can't you know use to our advantage
0: yeah i mean Uh, the only thing that i could really think of i was really trying to put myself in their mind i was you know, maybe NASA is a, is a money laundering agency. But, you know, I guess the, the question comes down is why, why would you do something so high profile? You know, why, why have hundreds of engineers and uh, coders and everything else, the smartest people in the world, would they really agree to just working for what is basically a, a money laundering organization? Are they it being paid? hundreds of millions of dollars to cover it up i i just i just don't see it mm-hmm. um the one thing that i did find and and we touched on it earlier like you mentioned but that uh the government is saying the earth is round to cover up the existence of god uh essentially to mm-hmm. you you know you, if you read parts of the bible and it says oh the earth is flat and everyone thinks the earth is round you can dismiss the Bible outright by saying, oh, well, look at this. It's a 3,000-year-old you know, text, and it thinks that the earth is flat. That's completely ridiculous. Um, so some people think that uh, the, the devil or Satan has infiltrated the government and uh, is telling them to mislead uh, who, people who would otherwise be good Christians by telling them the earth is round, so they can easily dismiss the Bible. But again— yeah. To your point, like there, I don't see how a uh, slight uh, increase in resources would give them the power to take over the world. I, I just, I don't see it.
1: I mean, I, I get, um, I mean, I can see part of their perspective on that one. Like you said, we we try to think from both sides. So that's why we uh, display all the evidence. Um, and the, if if the Earth is flat, I mean, it would be pretty uh, relevant that people would think that God is real because if you look at the, and we'll go into more of this later, in my one of my points, the rest of the universe is not uh, flat planets. There's it, there's really there's not. I mean, there's something's close to it, like I will explain later, but there's none like completely flat. So if we prove that the Earth is flat, um, and we look in the Bible, I mean, they knew. In like AD to or BC, they, the earth was flat, then the existence of God seems much more, it's definitely more real. They definitely have a lot more evidence because if they knew back then, because God told them, and they, I mean, it's the only one in the universe, it's flat. I mean, it's definitely the existence of God would be true. So part of their point was that if the existence of God was proven to be real 100%, um, that there'd be a lack of power from the government because people would then be fearful of God because I mean, that's why religion, that's what religion brings, it brings morals. And it, it would bring this lack of government power because then they know that there's something stronger. than a lot of people, like I said, in our generation are atheists or have a lack of religion. So with God being proven to be real, there's no – the government would lose control. So I guess that's another point why they would try to hide it. Um, but again, I mean it's not like – like again, but people still go to church. People still do this. So it's not really a, like a really good claim, you know. So I mean – there's yeah, good.
0: Uh, especially considering on the Flat Earth website, they claim that um, the society is not associated with any religion specifically. Exactly. So it's not as though there is a, you know, the Flat Earth Society endorses yeah. this as one of their main reasons.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, then there you go. It's just really like, it just makes it exactly that. It just, there's no point to it, you know. Uh, well, let's get into more, uh, let's get into more concrete evidence because we have some really interesting to, Uh evidence to present. So this makes you feel silly. Uh in the Greek philosopher Aristotle in 350 BC figured out that constellations are different uh, visible from different latitudes. Um so uh if you think about it um the two most prominent examples that we can state right now are either the Big Dipper or the Southern Cross. Um and uh it's amazing that Aristotle figured this out. He figured that at latitudes 41 degrees north or higher, the Big Dipper will always be visible. But if you're 25 degrees south, it's almost impossible to see. Um, if you put it in this perspective, like actually on a map, uh, northern Australia, you can only see the uh, Big Dipper peeking over the horizon. Anyone else, you really? can't see that. Yeah, so the biggest point for this evidence is that if the Earth was flat, you'd look up, all the stars would be there. We're all in the same plane so Mm -hmm. being able on a being a different part of earth being obviously because the earth is round uh from this claim is that you can look out and from different points see different stars so it just wouldn't make sense
0: exactly yeah you can't see the same star from every point on earth
1: exactly because you know again and it changes so it's very intriguing also it's kind of funny in 350 bc they figured this out i mean aristotle was a, a brilliant man and and really starts some modern science. So just being able to figure out from that point and, you know, trying to dispel that flat earth is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a
1: great point. Um so yeah, I mean so I mean when you go back to the thing like I said the biblical evidence, uh and I that's at the same time aerosol, even before that. Uh I mean, this is like like I said back then, this is when it was originally starting. This is when the flat earth I mean it was flat earth was adopted naturally. It has always been flat Earth, and then you know, like I said, people of Aristotle eventually started to figure out that you know there it makes sense the earth is round, so it, it's funny that still today, like I said, the people still believe that, and people are carrying on the beliefs of you know our previous ancestors but it, i mean the, the passing down the information is interesting as well I mean, especially with a lot of evidence
0: yeah and I, I mean one thing uh, the uh the Bible was written after um after Aristotle aristotle's death i i think it's just like a, a difference in uh information that was available i i maybe in the old testament uh it, they could have been written at the same time i i wouldn't know that for sure but um definitely the the new testament for sure was written after um aristotle's death so it's it's interesting to see how uh certain pieces of information haven't been passed down or uh they they just didn't get to the the people when they were writing the bible i guess or it could be metaphorical. We we um. I'm not a biblical scholar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um.
1: All right. So we're gonna get into our next point, and I think this was my one of my favorite. love, uh, astronomy and stars and space. I've always wanted to be an astronaut, but I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Um. But we'll, see. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: we'll uh, see. We'll see. Uh. So, it's funny. So the the definition of flat is a very interesting term. Like for I think Earth has a forty one percent. Uh increase from its equator. So it, it's it flat is whatever you say. There's no such thing as a disc flat planet being zero percent meaning the equator is the whole planet. Um so and we've seen that in the observable universe. It just hasn't added up. Uh and actually I took this straight from NASA's website because I think it's pretty interesting. It could go both ways, but I think it says uh the definition of a planet is very clear. It, it must orbit a star uh in a in a cosmic neighborhood. And, it, and ours is the sun, of course. Um, and it must be big enough to have a gravi- gravity to force it into a spherical shape. And the interesting point about this is to have the to rotate around a sun or some sort of star. It needs the gravity in order to shape itself. Because if not, it just won't it won't be orbit itself because it won't be it won't be uh, spherical. Um, and it also must be big enough that uh, the gravity cleared away any other objects of similar size near its orbit. Um, but see, the problem with this is the universe is very interesting. It, there's always um, different uh always anomalies everywhere so that's why i love uh exploring this so it's funny it's actually right in our galaxy right in our uh actually right in our solar system um uh what was i gonna say so i'm gonna talk about oh let me first say that the math behind a flat planet actually can add up and only in certain stances like i'm gonna have to explain um i don't know if i pronounced. Haumea oh, how is a dwarf planet right outside neptune's orbit and if you think about it, uh, it is exactly, and they call it, it's cl- it's truly classified as a triaxial ellipsoid, um, giving it a very oval shape, almost like, um, yeah, just extreme, like a very thin oval. Um, and the reason that is, and it's why it's called a triaxial, it has three points, three centers, um, gravity right there. Interesting. And the reason this is possible is because. The limit for flatness is given whether an object could spin fast enough to cause this, Oh my God. Equatorial particles to be flung off in the world in outer space. So to explain that it's like if the earth had the equator and you tried to flatten the earth, obviously the equator would get bigger. And if the equator was to break earth's atmosphere, then it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be a stable planet. So it's just how flat a planet can get before breaking uh, the gravity. And then everything or the particles from the equator going to outer space. Um, and if you have time, I would definitely look up a photo of this because it's, it's definitely a very unique example. It's definitely the most extreme in the observable universe. And the reason I like going to this example is that while we have a lot of evidence saying the Earth is flat, there's, I mean, around, uh, there is definitely some proof that there is some weird objects that can exist. So, this, when people discovered this, they kind of gave it more evidence that, you know, the Earth can be flat, perfectly flat um but again this is
0: possible for a planet to be flat
1: yes um when people use was but like it's definitely possible for a planet to have a a weird shape definitely be a flatter planet but like it said earth would not be able to do that because there's a certain ratio that the equator would have to if the equator was to rise in size obviously the, the poles would come closer together um but that wouldn't allow for again like part of the equator would go into the atmosphere and fling off in the space and that would just would just be mayhem it wouldn't the planet would not be able to sustain its own gravity
0: the the next this is what i find just completely insane is that the bedford experiment that we talked about later one of the the cornerstone Mm -hmm. pieces of the flat earth argument and uh you know it's listed on their website as some of their biggest evidence they lost uh like (laughs) this is what's crazy to me (laughs) you know i mean this is just a wikipedia search away um when they redid the experiment, there was a, a challenger, I suppose. He was a follower of Robotham. And, uh, you know, Robotham wasn't gaining any attention for this. So there was a man named John Hampton, and he offered a wager that he could show by repeating Robotham's experiment that the earth was flat. And he challenged this guy. He's a very qualified surveyor and a naturalist named Alfred Wallace or Alfred Russell Wallace. And uh, Wallace, who was a much better surveyor and had a uh, great knowledge of physics. He avoided the errors that uh, Robotham committed as a, you know, not to not to rag on the guy, but as a nine year old dropout. (laughs) You know, not exactly a highly educated man. Yeah, exactly. Or at least the not the not the most formally educated guy, and uh, he he won the bet. That's what's crazy to me is, uh, basically, what he needed to do was to set a line of sight uh, 13 feet above the water and reduce the effects of atm- atmospheric refraction. And mm-hmm. he had to add a pole in the middle to see the the bump caused by the curvature of the earth between the two endpoints. Um. Hamden he originally refused to accept the demonstration uh the referee at the time um was awarded the bet and uh Hamden published a pamphlet alleging that Wallace had cheated and sued for his money eventually a few court cases later uh Hampton was imprisoned for threatening to kill Wallace and for libel yes (laughs) so as you can see he handled uh being proven wrong very well
1: yeah absolutely um and i find this one really interesting too because uh they like you said the the two effects of curvature can actually like you said can cancel out making the earth seem flat with the refracting of light and i i mean i i I just want you to look up if you guys have the chance like i said go on youtube i mean there's Countless videos of ships going over the horizon. I like seeing sailboats exactly because you can actually see the sail over the horizon. Now it's funny, uh in preparation of this podcast, I looked at a video, it was about an hour long, just so I can get an idea of these conspiracies. And I watched a video on uh boats going over the horizon, and I watched it and a guy claimed that there was a refractor, a refract refractal period of, slightly above the horizon so that when a boat goes over, it kind of makes it invisible, um, appearing that it's going over a curve in reality it's going to be straight. So kind of the exact opposite of what he's saying. That instead of refracting, making it look straight, like flat, the refracting the light may actually look curved. And, Interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought about that, but I mean, logically, if we're thinking about it, it just doesn't make sense because then you can see the boat clearly go over the horizon. And I, I mean, I was, I was kind of dumbfounded by the point and I, like, uh, I looked at all the comments and everything, and everyone just keeps saying, like, dude, you literally made a video on boats going over the horizon and tried to prove it wrong. Like, literally in this video, you see them going right over the horizon. Um, I'm And exactly, like, these experiences that you all see, uh, really, they, they never, the math really adds up, in my opinion. I, I'm looking at it. I mean, with all the evidence, it's hard. But um, I will give them, I will, uh, oh, okay, we'll talk about them more later because we can finishing up points. but. The, especially in this point, there's just not enough clear edits to see that. Um, and another thing I believe that we should really talk about is the, the concept of time zones and getting into that on a flat Earth model. It, it doesn't make sense. So everyone knows what time zones are going to a different area. The sun is obviously, we're going around the sun and we're spinning. Therefore, the sun is only active, certain, shining on the Earth at certain periods of times, giving that appearance of time zones because the sun's only there certain periods of time. Um, So the times will help us compensate for the light difference, which is pretty crucial. So on the flat earth theory, it doesn't make sense because you have a a sun that's isn't they believe
0: it's going around the earth, right? It's going up and around it. Essentially, yeah. The earth, it's sort of like the sun would have to be much smaller or much farther Mm -hmm. away than it is because Mm -hmm. it rotates around the earth while at mm-hmm. the same time the moon rotates in an opposite direction, which is why yes. you would only see them at night. I think, I, can't, uh, I think either I watched a video or you explained it to me. Imagine if you turned on a lamp in your room.
1: Yeah, and I was just about to mention that. Because, I mean, you think about it. I mean, if the sun is as bright as it is, there would be no way that the entire world would be dark you know, in certain areas. But uh, And you're right. They're, they're, their thought is that if you turn on a flashlight in a room, it obviously doesn't illuminate the whole room. So their thought is that the sun is not as bright as it is. It's only illuminating a certain part of the earth at a time, which I, I mean, just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make logical sense. So do they believe that the the sun and the moon are always above the earth or they, they rotate around? They're rotating around, right?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so because if it rotated around and the earth was flat, I, they also think that the earth is accelerating forward. So yes. The earth, well, I mean,
1: isn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that's mostly
0: true, though. Right? Isn't that the uh, the earth? uh i I think the whole galaxy is accelerating forward so yeah it's always very so i mean
1: at least they have some points right
0: uh but if i'm but if if the the sun were going underneath of a flat earth the whole world would be dark at the same time so it would have to be much smaller and if you can imagine like holding up a light bulb with like your hand behind it so as you move your hand around the room you're only lighting up part of the room at a time, if that makes any sense, and then uh, when you, the back of your hand is showing, that's the moon.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's completely right. So, um, what else? I had some interesting points. I was talking about the spin. Uh, I had watched this old documentary, so I'm gonna go into the Coriolis effect. Um, the Coriolis effect is obviously a, a concept and a effect that when it in being above the earth for a certain period of time causes the earth to spin under you and that can affect certain things. Like if you look at long range shooters, when they're shooting for longer like distances of a mile, the bullet is technically above the earth. The earth is spinning under it. Therefore, that causes a deviation in the bullet's path, meaning they have to compensate for it. It's easy to compensate. It's, it's a known theory uh, or a known uh, effect. So and the, the funny thing is, I watched a video from Flat Earth. There's another one, because I, I try to watch a lot just so I can get an idea. Uh, there was this old, I think it was in the forties. They did a thing forties or fifties where they had a, a, Zeppelin basically fly above London. And the thought was that since the earth is spinning at 1100 miles an hour, if you stay above the earth for a certain period of time, you would, f- you would basically go around the Atlantic and be in New York in like five hours or in like an hour or two. So all you do is stay in the air, like a fucking helicopter. And then there you go. So, um, I, I mean, it just, I watched the video and the guy's sat there and um they did it obviously didn't work. So this is all brings into effect the Coriolis effect. So it also goes in effect for airplanes because when they're in the air for an extended period of time and you know the earth is spinning under them. Uh so I mean with with these effects that are clearly uh visible and I mean you can mathematically calculate them it would just it would, how would that happen on a flat earth because there's no curvature on a flat earth there's no spinning. So the yeah. exactly
0: yeah there the, the coriolis effect wouldn't mm-hmm. exist and i think anyone who uh has gone through any uh marksmanship training yeah. in, in the in the marines or in the um as some sort of scout sniper or something like that could tell you that they, they were taught about the coriolis effect and i i find it hard to believe that in combat a sniper would not notice and wouldn't report oh the coriolis effect isn't a thing You know um, uh, things like that when they're put into combat if it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't carry on because the people who think of it don't survive so the the Coriolis effect wouldn't be a documented measurable thing because of how important it is and like you mentioned uh, long-range shooting aviation um, go ahead sorry and uh, one thing I, I wanted to just point out for our listeners at home is this is willful ignorance. I mean, to get a uh, a, high, a high altitude weather balloon, uh, it costs like two hundred to four hundred dollars. <sighs> and if you threw a GoPro on there, you know we're we're talking all in five hundred bucks at the most. Which
1: you know, I thought it was funny because I watched the um yeah exactly I watched the flatterer build up rocket. Did you see that? But yeah, it's actually funny because now that you mentioned, it, I want to talk about it. And a couple more things we talk about. Um. There's a video of a guy sending a weather balloon up. It brought a lot of thoughts up because if you look on the GoPro, it's a little bit difficult. But he did exactly that. He bought a weather balloon, he bought a GoPro, and he sent that uh, sent it up into space. And if you look at it, it actually you couldn't see the curvature in the earth on the GoPro. It's very interesting. It was or if you could see it was very minor minor. And this brought a lot of things, but again, I think it was disproven because the GoPro with the fisheye lens, it can refract like very easily and it was distorting the image. So Again, like, these things, like, like that co- topic, like, imagine, like, a flat earther just did that, and they see that. I mean, it's only boosting their point.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It could, could, it could convert other people to their cause. Yeah. Um,
1: another thing I want to talk about, since we are a conspiracy show, and we also like the true horror and, like, anything that uh, intrigues our mind, what, what do you think is beyond that ice wall? Like, like, you thinking about it, So, we, they imagine there's this huge ice wall around the entire earth like that's just kind of creepy to me imagine there's like does it just fall off is there
0: something beyond there that we don't know you know what that's a that's like one of those weird questions that i don't even think that they have the answer to and i think it would basically come to you know the government won't let you know uh-huh.
1: like i just couldn't imagine myself like taking a plane flying to uh, an arca and just flying then i'm like what would happen you just fly right off the earth you like that just seems like a, such a, I
0: mean, if it was true, it'd be a very creepy thing. Like, I, you know, I don't know if like, it would be very weird. I mean, you know, would it be like falling into the void in Minecraft or something?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's very intriguing. Like, and you know, there's always that, they always do a lot of like scientific exploration there and stuff. And it's mostly government oriented because I mean, who, what civilian would want to go all the way to Antarctica uh, and especially just run around in an
0: Arctic landscape um yeah it's deadly i I, there are cruises that you can take mm-hmm. to antarctica but i mean it's almost like if i told you uh oh you can't go to the african safari without a guide and you were like oh what are you hiding there and it's like no we're not hiding anything i just don't want you, you to die, die. Like,
1: exactly <laughs> like you want to go to like a, like an arctic desert by yourself by all means do. like the thing is the funny thing about it is like if there is something like how would we ever know because like the the gross ice wall could be the flat earth model they also claim that like the earth like i said could be much bigger than it actually is so what if it just goes on forever what if like how would we know like there's like at points the ice is weak you have to like cross stuff like it's just no one's daring to find out you know it's because of the crazy weather there you can't really just take a jet airliner and fly over it. i mean you can't with all the weather and the snow and shit it's but it's it is crazy i like i love that example because it really is like we just don't want you to die, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's really just, it comes down to it's really hard to get there and also you would die. And, and that's the big thing of
1: these conspiracy theories that, like, while there is some evidence for it, so I can't say anything about it, but, like, with the lack of um, physical proof going past the ice wall, they, they tend to claim they're hiding something. I mean, honestly, an average Joe like me or you couldn't go to Antarctica to go prove that. I mean, some of these devout, flat earthers won't even do that. I mean, like I said, the weather balloon is a different thing. You put in, like, four or $500, throw something up, and you have proof, right? It's not that hard. Uh, but something like going to Antarctica is very devoted and, and scary. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine just, like, taking the trip and, like, trying to figure out what's out there.
0: You'd actually be surprised. It's interesting um, how it's not that expensive. I, well, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely costly. But uh, the average price is about $3,500. So for, like, a trip there? Uh, for a trip to Antarctica, it's only you know I, for I mean, how like, long? Because that's, that's like a Bora Bora trip. We're gonna like we're gonna like, drop yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a cruise. So I've actually I oh that's a cruise. I've uh, never been on a cruise, so neither have I. Uh, I I don't know. Don't they last like a couple of weeks? Maybe. Uh, sometimes they can last up to a week. Maybe it, de-
1: it just really depends. I'm assuming it's an Antarctica. I mean, that's not a that's not a quick trip.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's a 22 hour flight. I just oh saw. my I don't god. Know. I don't know where you. I. I. That's from uh. You know Delaware, so oh, yeah. I mean, if you live closer, I guess if you live in uh. <laughs> well, I mean, technically,
1: yeah. Technically, I mean, it's it's everywhere. So I mean, all you have to do straight in a certain direction, you'll hit it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I've always wondered, about like, then what about those like long distance flights and stuff, where people like apparently fly around the world? I don't know. I. I just. I. It's always crazy. Like I always see like photos of these ice walls, and I mean, it, it's very intriguing. But also, I have another question: global warming. Like, what if it melts? What happens is all the water pour over and we just fall off.
0: I think the Venn diagram between uh, flat earth truthers and global warming deniers is a circle. If you think I, that's what I think. I mean, if you think the earth is flat, you got to think that global warming's not real. Right. I mean, if you don't trust the government to tell you the shape of the earth, there's no way you trust it to. To, to tell them that it's hotter that it's getting hotter you're like no it's not it's not that you know it's pretty much yeah. the same and that's and i mean this is a whole other debate but like crazy like it's just that
1: natural distrust of the government that causes this massive conspiracy i mean like with literally any major event there's always a conspiracy that it was government oriented and again like these things are almost impossible to prove and it's so hard but i mean it's so interesting like i mean even though you know the evidence is not in favor for a flat Earth. It is still very interesting, the thought thing, like I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of creepy. I mean, imagine the only planet that's flat and considering like, a, the observable universe.
0: Yeah, it would be absolutely insane. It would lend credence to um, some claims that were special, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's a lot of people believe. That's why they think the flat Earth is a comforting theory because, um, you know, like religion, it means we matter. You know, the, the, if we're this special in the universe, then we're completely, you know, we are special and that's by God. I, I know that flat earth, I mean, I know flat earth started with religion. I know the the modern society is not religion based, but they say not necessarily, I believe. So, I mean, I, there could be religion involved.
0: I oh, absolutely. I think if they say that they're not associated with a specific religion, so that's right. Uh, yeah. They, you know, you could be a, uh, a Jewish flat earther. You could be a Christian flat earther. You could be a Buddhist, whatever. Um, they don't care or you could be an atheist um, flat earther i'm sure and you know what paul i have a i have a a little bit of a a conspiracy theory inside of this conspiracy theory i want to throw at you so i i think we've all heard the most believable conspiracy theory that a lot of these theories are just made up by the government to 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 put or not to put off what's that what's that word to um to like discredit exactly yep discredit other real conspiracies so if you you know let's say someone uh for example the the nsa everyone's saying oh the nsa is listening to us for dozens of years we thought that they were crazy that they were just uh paranoid and then it turns out they were completely right uh if you can point to this and say you know anyone who identifies as a conspiracy theorist you can be like oh what do you believe in the flat earth you know yeah i mean they immediately think to it you're right and then it's in instant discrediting. Uh, and it's, it's and it's
1: funny. And do you remember that episode from The Office when uh, Michael found out that Stanley was cheating on his wife, and he told everyone. And um, then he and yeah. So in order to give, discredit that rumor, he started telling random rumors about everyone in the day, and I believe that. It, and at the end of the day, no one believed any of the rumors because I mean it was all crazy. No, and it's and it's right, but it's so. But it's funny thing is that sounds stupid. But it works every time it just like it'll just discredit the
0: whole conspiracy. And that's I mean,
1: that's a massive one. The problem is I haven't found a lot of proof about that theory because I remember looking into it.
0: I know that there is a there was an operation by the CIA. I think it's like uh, Operation Mockingbird or something like that, where they they wanted to infiltrate like the the late night news, basically, or, or the news in general. Uh, just, to, I guess just to mm-hmm. try to gain some control. This was during the seventies and the, uh, this is when it started the seventies or the sixties when, you know, communist fever was at it's hot or was at it's hottest. Uh, if you really want to get a little crazy with it, Anderson Cooper, um, it, what originally tried to go out for the, uh, for the CIA, And, uh, now he's a, I I mean, I'm not accusing Anderson Cooper of anything, obviously that's a little bit crazy, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you look at it, you're like, Oh, okay. So maybe there is a little, uh, little you know you give some credence to that theory
1: i mean like i said there's no really evidence for these claims it's hard uh i mean again like a lot of people have this natural distrust of the government uh i, but I don't see it i mean i i get there's some things the government could. There's, i mean without the evidence it's kind of hard to believe so i know this is probably a pretty obvious
0: question sean but what do you believe do you believe the flat earth is real i do not i i think that the earth is round uh, i think that I think the so evidence too. is pretty overwhelming that the earth is is in
1: fact i think for this for this episode uh it's pretty evident that the Earth is uh, round. Um, but I will not discredit any of our viewers. If you believe it, that's fine. We want to present evidence from both sides, of course. That's why at this point. Um, but I believe it's, uh, in my opinion, it's, there's just overwhelming evidence that there is obviously a uh, round Earth.
0: Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you can shoot us some suggestions, anything that we can change, the quality of the podcast, um, please shoot us a Twitter message at C. Amygdala. At, or you can also email us at camigdala at uh, Thank you again for listening. And please feel free. Uh, you can either comment on the episode or give us some constructive criticism. We're very new to podcasting. So uh, yeah. anything you have to say, we would appreciate. Thank you.